Um, so I, I've already read something in the book of Ephesians. Um, amen. He was um, speaking concerning the building, which is um, very important. Um, I'll read from Ephesians chapter 2, uh, from verse 20. Praise God. Ephesians 2 verse 20, it says, And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together, groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. Amen. Amen. And in whom ye are also builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Praise God. Uh, so we see the, the purpose, the issue of building is that's what the church is about, right? The, every person who gets saved comes to be part of the church for the purpose of being built up into a house and being built up into a habitation for God. Amen. And, and yesterday, Adi was, was just showing the grace of the insight that came. I remember from Isaiah, uh, something remarkable that he brought out from the book of Isaiah chapter 28. You know, we've read that place many times. And then he said, who will he teach knowledge? Who will he cause to understand doctrine? They who have been weaned from milk, who have been what? Drawn from the breast. Amen. He said, for precept must be upon precept. And then what? Line upon line here a little. And then what? There a little. Praise God. Amen. And then he began to show the difference between the line and a plummet. Amen. Let's go that, please quickly to um, Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 28, amen. Praise God. Amen. Uh, let's, let's read that from verse 16. It says, Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion... For a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. And he that believeth shall not make haste. Then he says, judgment also will I lay to the line, right? And righteousness to the what? To the plummet. And the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies. And the waters shall overflow the what? The hiding place. Amen. And he said that line is horizontal, but what, what plummet is for building up. So the, the plummet is the instrument which the architects use in raising the building. The, the line is the instrument that the surveyors use to mark out the land where the building should be raised up. Praise God. And so one of the key things I just want us to see uh, this morning briefly before our mommy comes is that the emphasis of locating the land in the spirit. Amen. Locating the land in the spirit and then the process of building up. Now, the reason why building up does not happen for a lot of people is because, and a lot of people have spent time, I myself have spent a lot of time around Christianity in working for the Lord, my heart giving, devoted and all of that, but I never began to experience upward building. 
because I was doing work, so to speak, or work outside the, the, the land that has been apportioned where the, the house of God should be built up. Praise the Lord. And so that, that land, that piece of land, you know, in, the book, in the Israel, you saw how, if you read the book of, um, I think it was the book of Numbers, when they were uh, sharing, even in the wilderness, they were showing, um, the Lord was showing Moses how to arrange the tribes. He saw that the tribes were around the tabernacle, give them tents, four, three on the north, three on the south, three on the east, three on the west. Amen. And he said, that's their own place of dwelling. Then you come closer, you find the Levites around the tabernacle, right? But there is also there's a land where the tabernacle is, which is almost like in the center. Amen. And upon that, in that place, that's where the service of God happens. That's where the worship of God happens. And it's in that place that when it was time, that's where the glory of God descended upon. Amen. So the purpose for the, the tabernacle, the house, right, is that you are being built up for a habitation of God through the Spirit. Amen. You are being built up for what? A habitation of God. Through what? Through the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. And so a soul will not be built up until they find the, the perimeter in the, realm, in the realm of the Spirit. They find the zone in the Spirit where the building happens. And that zone is what we call the fate of the Son. Praise the Lord. Is what we call what? The, we call it the fate of the Son of God. Now, any work that is done outside the fate of the Son of God will not result in a building of a house that God can inhabit. Praise the Lord. Because no matter what, how you try to do it, when they come, say, this is not the arena. This is not the land. We can't build a house. Why? Because where the building should take place, there is already a foundation laid that no other man can lay. And the foundation that has been laid, you see here in verse 16, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, and then he that believeth shall not what? Shall not make haste. So that foundation, they told you where it is laid. You can't go somewhere else in the land of the Gentiles and lay a foundation. You can't find this foundation anywhere else apart from Zion. Do you understand that? So and Zion is the land that has been taken for the purpose of faith activity. For specific faith activity. Zion is the land that has been recovered like David did. He fought a lot of wars to take that place of Zion for the institution of the sanctuary of God. Amen. So you know, Zion is a faith mountain. Praise God. Zion is what? Is a faith mountain. And in that place of Zion, a foundation has been laid. Paul was now saying... Where that foundation is, is where we should be built upon in Ephesians. Do you see that? So the faith, let's see the book of Second Peter very quickly uh, as, uh, before I, I leave here. 
Second Peter. Second Peter chapter 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 one. Praise God. Um, Peter make, makes reference to this faith in this book of Second Peter. He he says Simon Peter is servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us. You see that through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So he's writing to people who say, say obtained. I want to say that word obtained. So obtained means that they have found it. They have come to discover what he calls like precious faith. So like precious faith, precious, anything that's precious is not common. Do you agree? Now, how many of you believe that every human being on the earth has a capacity for faith at a level? But for them to, there to be a precious faith, it means that there is a kind of faith that's different from just every faith that anyone has. Amen. And so um, Peter is writing specifically to people who have obtained this particular kind of faith. It's a like faith. means that those who have obtained it, it's the same thing they have found. But it's also precious in the sense that it is not everyone doesn't have it. And not everybody has found this faith. Praise the Lord. And this one issue some people have contention with when you say, why, when you are demarcating between faiths. You say, we are all born again. Don't we all believe Jesus? I don't, how do we all get born again? We confessed him. We believe he rose from the dead. Why are you creating a separation between faith and faith? But this is the scripture. There is a faith of God's elect. The Bible says that. That was the same faith that Jesus told to Paul that you go and preach, open, to, open blind eyes, amen, and turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God, that they might do what? Receive forgiveness of sin and an inheritance. By what? By an inheritance, what? By faith, that is what? Among them that are sanctified by faith, that is in me. Amen. So you obtain inheritance among them that are sanctified by what faith that is in me. So there is the faith that is in him. That's this like precious faith. Amen. Let's go on and see. So what about this faith? So what is that message that he needs to communicate to the people who have obtained this faith? Amen. Now the people who obtain this faith are those people who have found the land. How did they find the land? It's true righteousness. You do righteousness. Righteousness is enacted. It begins by the process of revelation, right? From when you are a, a, a baby and go into childhood, praise God, you begin to ex receive revelation according to Romans chapter 1. Praise God. You say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to them that are, what? Praise God to the Jews. To those who believe for them that are the Jews and then to the Greek, for therein is the righteousness of God, what? Revealed from faith to faith. So righteousness revelation is for the progression of faith. Amen. It's, the purpose of righteousness is for advancement in faith. It's for moving in faith. So when you, are, you come into righteousness, the provision of righteousness it creates the ability of the soul to move into faith arena. So every revelation that you're getting, every revelation of Christ, of the gospel of Christ, is to help you, first of all, locate the arena of faith. 
And this arena is the arena of the soul. It's not you going to travel somewhere. It is talking about, you know, the soul can move from a place to a place. There was a time I have, didn't know anything about that land, that area, location in the spirit called faith. But by revelation, it began to move me and it begins to move you and push you onto a point you stand in a place and look around. Wow, you are now living in a faith environment. And not before this environment, there is a faith you, pro- you, pro- you, you practiced. But it's not this faith that was brought about by revelation. Am I making sense? Amen. I know this is all simple. We all know this. Um, let's go on. And it says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Amen. <laughs> Through what? The knowledge. So when you have obtained like precious faith, it doesn't mean you've known everything about the faith. That would obtain. When you obtain something, okay, you want to get it. I have something to do with this thing. The first thing, you have to go and obtain it first. Now, when you obtain it and you now have it, you can now use it for its purpose. Does that make sense? So there is the obtaining of the faith. The way you obtain faith is by revelation of righteousness. When the initial revelation of righteousness, when it begins to increase and increase, and you get to a point where the word of Christ is beginning to be rich in you, it's, it's counterman to the obtaining of a faith. Another for multiplication is, is talking about increase. Amen. Amen. The increase and add things to you. You working now? Amen. So they increase and they add things to you through the process of multiplication. Amen. It says, when verse 4 says, Whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the word, corruption that is in the world through law. So it's very clear. Through the divine power, you obtain the divine nature. Now, where I'm going to here before I leave, it says, Then beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, what? Charity. Amen. Amen. So they are telling you, when you land, the, the building in the land, there is a process of things that must be added. You must add this to this, and this to this, and this to this. The first thing you have, you start from faith. That is verse 5. And the place you must end is charity. Amen. Now, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It's right here. It said, there abide these three, faith, and then hope, and then what? Charity. So, that faith, hope, charity, which Paul summarized in 1 Corinthians 13, Peter is now expounding it to show you in more detail the progression in the building. So when you start from the line of faith, the operation of the plummet, what the plummet is the instrument by which things are added. Do you understand that? The plummet is what? It's the instrument by which they raise the building. So the, through the plummet, you add faith. You, you add virtue to faith. Virtue is still faith. But, but virtue is faith that has become potent. Praise the Lord. Virtue is what? Faith that has become potent. That word virtue, I don't really understand it too much. But the little bit I can tell is, I can remember when Jesus said, virtue has gone out of me. Amen. So to me, I mean, virtue is the potency, what you add to faith to make things begin to work. 
Amen. Because remember, the woman had faith, but her faith couldn't heal her. But she had to come to touch, to touch somebody who had in him what it takes. Do you get that? So virtue is an addition, an increase in faith beyond just faith, but that, it, that makes faith, that activation of faith is an increase. Amen. Then you add to virtue knowledge is also faith too. Amen. Knowledge is the dimension or level of faith that opens you up to the realm of hope. Praise God. It's not every man who can hope. I love Pastor Thompson's teaching yesterday. He was explaining hope. <laughs> Amen. He's saying that hope is a high thing. It, and he did two things he said about hope. He said hope, really, he said the DNA of hope is patience. And I was listening to him. I saw he described two things there. He described patience. Well, he also described temperance. You know, he described patience. He said, when everything, they say, wait, 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 wait. Well, that's, there's another waiting. When you have what it takes to move ahead, but you have to be temperate, it's still part of hope. Praise the Lord. So, you see those two things here. After knowledge, you now add temperance. And then what? Patience. That's the hope realm. Are you seeing that? From faith to hope. Then from when you come into patience, which is the, the high potential of hope, then you now begin to break into the charity world. Amen. And the first thing that must be added in charity is what they call what? Godliness. Are you seeing that? Godliness is the beginning of charity. I love the word godliness. That, that thing changes the description of what we call charity. So it means that it's not about your feeling of loving some, something. Any feeling of love that is not godly is not charity. So the beginning, the purpose of hope is to teach you to love in the godly way. Amen. So you see, godliness, amen, and after godliness, you're now moving to brotherly kindness, which is still charity. Amen. You know, the Bible speaks about the sincere love of the brethren, right? Love one another fervently, with a pure heart, fervently. Amen. So, and so that brotherly kindness is also a property of charity. Then eventually, you're now coming to full charity. So you see faith, hope, and charity, which Peter explained here. Then he now says, if these things be in you and abound, means to abound means they increased, means the, the, the building went up, then they will make you that you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the word knowledge. means you will come into the fullness of knowledge. You will know the love of Christ that passeth knowledge. Amen. Praise the Lord. And then if you go down to verse 11, it says, So an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our God. Amen. So this entrance is the culmination of the way. Now, every, the purpose of every way is to give an entrance. And so all these things must be added to us in our journey. Amen. In order for us to receive an an entrance into the everlasting kingdom. That everlasting kingdom is the divine nature itself. Praise the Lord. Um, so this morning, um, I believe we're going to hear from our, our mommy. Um, I don't know if she's ready. I don't see. Uh, amen. 
praise the Lord. I just wait for the technical guys. Praise God. Amen. So how many of us are interested in divine nature? Yes. Divine nature is the nature of the everlasting kingdom. But to get to that kingdom, there's a pathway that guarantees entrance. 